0: Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. I'm your host, Ty. Coming to you here a little later, Monday, post-week two of the NFL. So we've got a lot to dive into today on today's episode. Riding solo today. Um, just going to do a little tells from the couch in terms of these NFL games. Going to hit some of these NFL games and uh, give some takes on them from week two and injury-plugged week, week two, um, I think you'd have to say. Um, really nowhere else to start other than there. Um, the list of guys is staggering. Season-ending injury, injury, season injuries already. Um, Saquon Barkley, Vaughn Miller, Nick Bosa, Derwin James, Cortland Sutton, Anthony Barr, Bruce Irvin, Lee Cooker, yes, we're still going, Tavon Young, Marlon Mack, Gerald McCoy, and it's only Leap 2. And there's more. That's just a list of guys. And there's other guys that are just banged up. Devontae Adams is banged up. We'll get to that. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is banged up. And yeah, uh, Niners just ravaged. Denver, another team ravaged with injuries. Uh, two games I want to talk about, so we'll get to both those teams. But, yeah, just a really tough week injury-wise. And I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, it's because of this. It's because of this. I don't know. Um, we've seen a ton of injuries before. I think this is the most I can ever remember. But I remember the 20, it was one of the seasons, 2017, like a ton of stars went down the year OBJ got hurt. Um. And there's been other years where a lot of guys, but this year is the the names, the number of players, it's staggering. It's it's tough to see. You really don't want to see that. Is it because of the lack of practice time? Again, not a doctor. I mean, I would maybe think so. The Niners players were saying the turf at MetLife Stadium was not the best, so maybe that's why. So I don't know what the reasoning is for this. Um but it's awful to see. I think we can all agree on that. And it's this is just gonna be a wacky year. I mean, the lack of practice time, uh, the fact that there's somehow not been a COVID case yet in the NFL through two weeks. It's only been two weeks, but it seems remarkable. Um, seems like only a matter of time until that changes. I hope not, but I mean, it just seems like it's gonna be a wacky year And it's already started with this many injuries. Awful to see. So, yeah, um, just getting that out of the way at the top and have some games to dive into. I think where I want to start is the Atlanta Falcons, Dallas Cowboys, an absolute insane collapse by Atlanta. Atlanta completely dominated this game. They were up at one point. Let's just go over different scores throughout this game. End of the first, to 20-0 Atlanta. Halftime, 29-10 Atlanta. Um, Dallas gets going. Atlanta's offense really starts to slow down in the third. Um, just too much girly. Just, I just, just too much girly for me um, with Atlanta's offense there in the second half. They were clearly trying to sit on the ball too much. It's like, you guys just put up 30-and-a-half. Keep going. Dallas is going to score. And Dallas gets back in the game. It's terrible coaching by Atlanta. Atlanta's coaching staff, you got to look at them at this point, now they're sitting at 0-2, but yeah, okay, so 29-24, but Atlanta gets back in the game, because they have to open it back up, Ryan uh, hits Russell Gage for a touchdown, and then they kick a field goal, so with under eight minutes in the fourth, Atlanta's up by 15, and Dak goes nuclear uh, after this, he goes touchdown pass, and then he runs for one and then he drives them down for the game-winning field goal. They get the onside kick where Atlanta looks so unprepared, so uncoached, so undisciplined, for and unready for the onside kick. It's like, what do you expect them to do? And they, they just literally let it roll, and Dallas jumps on it and gets it, and they win the game. It's inexcusable. You look at Atlanta's coaching staff between the game plan and the collapses, like it it's just it's time to go. Dan Quinn is hanging on to his job because he hi, he had Kyle Shanahan for that year and they went to the Super Bowl and they should have won. Um so that's that's just what it is. That's what happened and um yeah, uh it's it's I just feel like they got to move on at this point. They they there's two, this is now they made the playoffs the year after the Super Bowl, and then since they've been picking in the top fifteen in two consecutive seasons, um, they're 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 not competitive. They're zero two this year, um, and they just find ways to lose games. And they play the Bears next week, uh, so that's a that's a nice bounce back, I think. Even though the Bears are two and zero, I just I'm still not a believer at all in the Bears. Um, But still, games left on Atlanta's schedule already at 0-2. They play at Green Bay. They play at New Orleans. They host New Orleans. They're at the Chargers. And they play Tampa twice. And they play the Chiefs. So they they have a ton of games. They're already behind in a crowded NFC. Like, this team's looking like a team that was a fringe playoff team at the beginning of the year. Now it seems like they're definitely going to be looking on the outside, looking in in terms of the playoff picture. So you just look at it as really disappointing from Atlanta, a team that you always, that you look at always, and you're like a lot of talent on this roster, a lot to get excited about. And um, it just never, they never seem to put it together. On the other side of this game, Dallas, I mean, it was looking disastrous. It was looking disastrous there for a while. Atlanta's win probability, Peaked at one point when they went up 15 in the fourth to 99.9%. This game was a wrap. This game was done, and it and and then it wasn't. Dak goes crazy for Dallas. Dallas puts up 40, but I think if you're Dallas, you have to start. You're you're not. You're you're feeling a little concerned. Uh, it's only two weeks. Got to throw that caveat out there. These are overreactions, but this is all we have to go off of. And Dallas now two weeks in with a new coach who I don't love. If you if you guys don't know, um, is one and one. But the Rams, who I guess they the Rams seem pretty good, and we'll get to them. Um, they seem pretty good, but they, it's a tight game. They lose on the road. But then this game, if they would have dropped to zero and two, it would have been really concerning. Now the good thing for Dallas and why I'm not going to overreact is they have time to get this stuff right. The defense looks really bad right now. The offense looks good and it, you would think it would only get better as the year went on, uh granted they stay healthy. So can the defense improve? There I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of pieces on there but they just, they don't have a lot of talent in the secondary. They get gashed. And and that was Atlanta's whole problem. If they throw the ball more, that game's never close. But too much Gurley, 21 attempts for 61 yards. But my concern, if I'm Dallas, is that you hired uh, Jason Garrett's clone. Like, you hired a guy, like, that never would have snipped the playoffs if it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers. Jason Garrett had his few stops in the playoffs. Like, they're very similar and there was this big pr tour from media tour for mike mccarthy last december where all of a sudden he's at pro football focus headquarters and he's on the NBC show before the sunday night game and there's like 10 articles about how he's embracing analytics and he's you know seen the light per se but none of it seems to be true throughout two weeks um there's still too much short passing in this offense I know it's weird to complain since they just put up 40 but it's about the process it's about the process Atlanta's defense is horrible and Dallas for a Super Bowl contender it's about the process and and I just the short passing pushed the ball down the field like when they had to come back they did and Dak can do that he has throws one of the best deep balls in the game they have weapons all across the board CeeDee Lamb I mean he's looking like a guy that you could look up in December and be like, he's the best receiver on their team. Uh, and that's crazy to say. I think Michael Gallup's underrated. I think Amari Cooper's really good. Um, and But that's what I think is CD and that's what he's shown in two weeks. So this offense is still high-powered, but I just, I don't love the coach, but one and one uh, a game that if they would have dropped that, there would have been panic all across um, Dallas and Cowboy Nation. But they, they pull it out, there one and one and now they go to Seattle. So if they would have lost that game 0-2, and you're going to Seattle 0-2, I know the division sucks, and that's going to bail you out in the end. And we'll get to the Eagles next. Um, but whew, huge comeback for Dallas and Dak. And yeah, and then we'll, to the other team, in the NFC, that we thought was a contender, the Philadelphia Eagles. They get blown out um, by the Rams in Philly and let me just say this i think if you said the philadelphia eagles season is over today you would not be embarrassed by that take in december you would not be let me make that clear this is a team that i've always been high on throughout the years but this year they're clearly to me in dire trouble this is a team I think through two weeks you can overreact about. Like their season to me, I'll say it, they're done. Like I think they are done. Um, like you look at Philly, okay? And the offensive skill pieces they have now in place, it's nothing like what they had at India last year when they had literally nothing around Wentz. It's fine now. Um, but you look at what they've done. And everyone praised Howie Roseman Uh, As one of the best GMs in the sport, including me, after they won the Super Bowl. But he's really not been good since the Super Bowl. They've extended two 30-plus-year-old offensive injury-prone offensive linemen that are both already hurt, and it's costing them big. They've spent so much money and so many resources on the defense to basically get worse every year since they won the Super Bowl. Like, this season for Philly is done. Like, I really think that this is a team I usually am betting on and I like. I took them in when we picked every game with Carson on Friday's pod or Thursday's pod. But I'm my hot take of this Monday after week two is that the Philadelphia Eagles season is finished. All right, so another game. Let's dive in to another game. The Denver Broncos and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Denver obviously just, I mean, killed with injuries. What what can you even say for Denver at this point? Locke goes out early in this game. And I, we're just going to focus on the Denver injuries for Denver. Um, I think if you said Denver's season is done and Denver's picking in the top five, I don't think that'd be crazy either. But, I mean, Vaughn, bon, obviously this is before the year. He was done. Cortland Sutton, he came down right before i pushed record that he tore his acl drew Locke came down today out two to six weeks aj Bo- aj Boyer's out at least three to four weeks so they're completely ravaged with injuries um and now they got tampa coming to town this week so they're staring Owen three in the face not a good start obviously for denver if this team is picking the top five. Like I said, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if this is a team that's just having the year from hell, and they're not they're not getting any breaks, and and they didn't in this game. Uh, Driscoll comes in, and Pittsburgh defense torments him. Uh, you know, he did fine for what he is, Driscoll, but he sacked eight times. Um, but I want to focus on Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh's a team. I had him in the playoffs before the season, but. You know, I was kind of a little lower on. I I didn't see them as the third-best team in the AFC. Maybe another hot take, but I see Pittsburgh now as the third-best team in the AFC. I think they're there. Ben, to me, again, another impressive showing against Denver, I thought, where he was good against the Giants, and again, over 300 yards against Denver. Pittsburgh, he's making—he's doing what Ben does. He's just making— receivers out of guys that have some talent. Pittsburgh's a receiver factory like Deontay Johnson has a big day yesterday in a touchdown. They have the long pass down the sideline to Claypool. You know, so Ben's just making things happen. Juju, the the redemption tour for Juju kind of took a took a step back in week two, but still you like the eight targets um to see from Juju getting there. Seven catches, a lot of short yardage stuff for for, for him there. Um, but i think i look i look at pittsburgh and obviously i look at the tiers of the afc and i see the two at the top ravens kc and then i look and it was it was really mixed to me and i thought indy had a shot and i i and uh, there was a pittsburgh maybe um you know and there were some teams that you thought maybe had a shot to be that third best team in the afc and i say here today just saying pittsburgh's that team because what i've seen from ben you got to believe in the defense because of the talent they have and the amount of playmakers they have on that side of the ball. You've got to believe in that. Um so yeah, like I am I'm, I'm I'm and then with seeing what I've seen from Ben, which I was a little little hesitant on. I I just, you know, the age, the injury, uh but, you know, seeing what he's shown the first 2 weeks, you got to feel really good. Uh hopefully he can stay healthy. So like in where Pittsburgh's at right now, so 2 and 0 there i um, going to take a quick ba- break, and we will be right back with a couple more games. All right, welcome back to the Low Expectations podcast. Um, more games to dive into from week two. Let's go to the game, in The a really good game, really solid game in the afternoon yesterday. Chiefs, Chargers, um, Herbert comes in, really the second play of the game after Tyrod gets hurt, um, and looks really good. Uh, coming out, I wasn't that high on Herbert um but yesterday showed me that he might be the guy and picking him that high might have been worth it and he flashed a lot i mean if if he can improve his touch just a little cuz you saw him miss a couple throws uh where hey you know you can't harp on it too much cuz he's a rookie his first game against the super bowl champs you know and just being thrown in there he wasn't even prepared to start and he performed great so don't get me wrong but i'm just saying for him to become that guy i think um, if he can improve that touch a little because he just saw him miss a rec- couple receivers by just that much. And that could come as soon as this year, you know. Um, or it could take a while. It just depends on his development. Um, I don't really trust the Chargers develop him, but it looks like they're doing a good job so far. And if he can improve that, he could be really good because the arm strength, the arm talent is absolutely there. He thinks he can make every throw on the field. And he might be able to, but it burned him with the pick, which is, the one that Charger fans got to be just kicking themselves and he's got to be kicking himself about right now uh, where he had room to run. He had the first down on second down, second and short, no need to force it. He's, he rolled out, could have ran for the first, instead threw it across his body, across the field and it's picked. Um, cost the Chargers points more than likely on that drive. A game obviously goes to overtime. It's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to make Throws this year that he could make in college that he can no longer make because of the speed difference in the NFL. It's his first year playing. That's to be expected. Now that was particularly bad, um, but he flashed a lot too. Twenty-two, twenty-two of thirty-three for three eleven. I mean, what can you really complain about? And the touchdown. And um, I look at the Chargers team as a as a team that I had six and ten before the year. I I just thought they were going to stick with Tyrod too long. And then when Tyrod did come out, cause I thought Herbert was going to play eventually. Cause just rookie quarterbacks play eventually, uh, to his time is coming. Hopefully that that's a little different with the injury, but, um, with Herbert, you knew he'd play, but you, th- you might, I, I figured it'd kind of be when they were out of it. Cause Tyrod would be decent enough to where he'd let him hang around. Tyrod was actively bad in week one. Um, and then he gets hurt. Anthony Lynn says Tyrod's still the starter, which I think that's just a PR thing where you you can't just ditch your guy because he got hurt, um, but you can't turn back to Tyrod after what that guy just did. And when I was, what Herbert just did, and the investment you have in Herbert. Uh, so, and it's Tyrod. You don't have a big investment in Tyrod. He's a, you got him on one year contract. You got to go to Herbert here. He's going to be the starter next week against the Panthers. It's the perfect team for him to play. Then the schedule gets tough for the Chargers there. Uh, but but back on my overall point, I saw them in the year not as a playoff team. But now I look at the Chargers. This defense looks legit. They held Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense in check for about as well as you can. I was saying on last week's podcast, like this team is just scoring thirty points every week. It doesn't matter who they face. The Chargers' defense proved me wrong right away. Like they were fantastic. That secondary is absolutely loaded. Even without Derwin, you got you got Casey Hayward, you got Desmond King. I mean, you you just have you have you have Adderley. You you have guys throughout that secondary that are just talented talented guys. Chris Harris obviously. I knew I was forgetting another really good corner they have. There's just a, and they, they they shut down Casey as well as they could and and if that's what type of defense they're going to have and if they play Herbert and and he's this guy, he's he's really showing what he is here. Like, this is a playoff team to me, especially in the AFC. Now, the Chargers, some Chargers shit happens, whatever, maybe it doesn't work out. AFC actually looking a lot better than I kind of thought before the year. Um, through two weeks, it's looking better than the NFC, NFC, I honestly think. So, but yeah, I mean, good, good performance by Herbert and the Chargers defense. I know the Chiefs won, but they're just you know, their health is such a high standard. Next week is the game, right? Monday night, Chiefs, Ravens, um, absolutely fantastic game. Line opened at Baltimore by three and a half um, in that game. So, yeah, I just, I, I can't wait for that game. KC, going to talk about them all year. Good win, they're 2-0. It's winning on the road, come back like that. Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes just makes every play, man. I mean, just when you need it most, he makes every play. And I'm sitting here like, oh, you held him in check. He's 24-47, two touchdowns, over 300 yards, doesn't turn the ball over once. He runs for 54 more yards. Like, this guy's just a superman. Like, he's just incredible. He's the best player in football. Uh, The decision to punt it back to him, I guess, we got to talk about in overtime on the fourth and one. I hate it. How can you do that? I mean, that's just, you're asking to lose, especially when Mahomes only needs a field goal. I I don't know how can you even defend that. Anthony Lynn, man, I just think that that could be another reason why the Chargers don't make the playoffs this year. It's just, he's so bad, I think. Um, but good showing. The Chargers get the Panthers next week with no McCaffrey. They could be two and one. Chiefs, they go to Baltimore. So could be looking at, obviously, the Chiefs. Yeah, we know what they are. But Chargers, surprisingly, a uh, good start to their season. I think even sitting at one and one, even though they looked awful against Cincy. So if they, if they start, if they actually start Tyrod, forget everything I just said. All right, Chargers, Let's do the right thing. Let's get Herbert out there for week three. Um, so, yeah. More games here. Got a uh, got lot. Uh, Green Bay. Let's just get them out of the way real quick because uh, I want to talk about them um, here. They roll again, 40 again. Uh, Rodgers was brilliant again. Rodgers' numbers, they look a little pedestrian. I mean, 18 for 30, 240, two touchdowns. His receivers, I'm here to tell you, they cost him at least 150 to 200 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who does not lack confidence. I mean, he burned a guy <laughs> and the camera caught him yelling, you can't fuck with me. And hey, I love the confidence, right, Marquez? I, I, I love it. But uh, hey, uh, we also saw literally the drive before a ball hit off your fucking helmet, and then a ball hit off your fucking hands for a touchdown. So maybe then they could fuck with you. Like, this dude is a roller coaster to cheer for. Uh, these weapons, like, Devontae goes down yesterday. And I know I'm sitting here, I'm such a spoiled Packers fan. They scored 40, they're 2 0, and I'm going to complain. But, like, their weapons outside of, of Devontae are brutal. Um, they prove it time and time again. Six more drops from the receivers yesterday. Tanyan dropped a touch. Uh, I mean, uh, Sternberger dropped two 30-yard balls, at least, for Rodgers. Tanyan dropped a catch-and-run that would have been 15, 20 yards. Marquez dropped a touchdown, like I said. Marquez dropped two more, like, 20, 25-yard passes. Um, And Sternberger, like, he needs to be cut. Uh, Tanyan ends up catching a touchdown, so I think he might be the best tight end on the roster, honestly. And it's just Rodgers making magic happen. Like, he... Again, his receivers cost him big time. Like if, like, he's playing masterful right now. I understand the pushback and and the other side of it. Minnesota's defense looks terrible. Uh, Detroit's defense looks terrible. But hey, terrible defenses. Guess what? Great quarterbacks do. They torch them, and that's what he's done. He's absolutely torched uh, both these two teams. This offense looks great despite the weapons being awful. Um, around him. If Tate, we'll see him. He goes down with a hamstring, one of the million injuries yesterday. <sighs> they can't lose him. Uh, they they need him. Their receivers outside of him are just so hit or miss. I like Alan Lazard. He's solid, but um, it's just like Marquez, man. He's very talented. He's, he's very fast. No one can cover him one-on-one on a deep, deep route, but the hands are so spotty i just don't think you can ever trust him and i hate to do this every week but just imagine how good this team would be if they would have had even a an average draft if they would have gotten a guy in this last draft that could actually help them this year i know what a novel concept uh shout out to Rashawn gary who's been great uh the defense for green bay spotty man it's it's there it's it's going to be one of those green bay defenses i think this year where the offense is great the defense lives on turnovers but they're going to give up a lot of yards um but yeah detroit saw them as a sleeper team before the year and you're seeing why it doesn't happen for detroit and you're seeing why maybe you know it doesn't ever happen for stafford the pick six yesterday uh just what detroit always brings to the table a collapse they had a lead a double digit lead yesterday and vanished in seconds um terrible start for them 0-2 to two division teams and yeah I mean it's just rough start for Detroit great start for Green Bay the real test I think because there's already some talk in Packerland. I'm in a lot of Packers group chats and I'll just say that uh the words the word uh the the Super Bowl contender favorites in the NFC is getting tossed around in those particular chats I'm not saying I subscribe to that knowledge or, or thought But I'm just saying, like, Packard fans are starting to get that way. For me, uh, the test is next week. Uh, New Orleans, you don't even need to win that game. But to me, that game in New Orleans next week in the Dome, I know there's no fans, but still going to that Dome is different. And you, you go play like this, I'll come on this podcast next week and call you the best team in the NFC. I promise you. So, next Sunday night, get ready for that. Um, Quickly... Uh, and, I, and we'll finish up here. Last game we're going to hit. And it's just, again, on the injuries. Uh, actually, two more games. Quickly here. And then we're going to take another break. Because um, we actually have another ad for you guys. Because right, low expectations is booming. What can you say? Um, obviously going to talk Pat Seahawks. But let's, let's touch on the Niners quickly because I wanted to. I mean, this team, another take I might have. Another hot take I might have is that the San Francisco 49ers season i mean they're it's just falling apart like this team is so talented do not get me wrong i'm not going to go there because i look at their schedule and they're going to be three and one like there's no doubt about it they're going to be three and one like almost surely i don't care that Mullins is starting next week um they're going to be three and one they're going to beat the giants They're gonna beat the Giants. I just, I just, they're gonna beat the Giants. I think they're gonna win that game. They're gonna be two and one, and then they're home for the Eagles. So that, I mean, that, that's. I mean, Eagles are still talented, but then they get the Dolphins. So it's not a very difficult stretch. You have three games against teams that are combined zero and six here for San Francisco. So they very easily could be three and one, but it just sucks, man. You look at this team, and they're so talented. They've done such a great job of building this roster, and. The rebuild has been fantastic. But let me just read off some injuries for the Niners in just two weeks. Richard Sherman, Kittle, who Kittle, Sherman, he's on the temporary IR. Looks like he's going to try and come back week four, week five. Kittle, sounds like he's on a serious injury, um, but he wants to play. I mean, keep most people out a lot longer. That report came out Sunday. You never like to hear th- those reports if you're a fan. Bosa, done for the year. Gropp below ankle week to week, out this week already. I think they are so confident in their ability to beat the Giants with Nick Bones, and they should be. I think they're going to. Debo, Raheem Mostert, who's done for the year, uh, D Ford, Solomon Thomas, and Jason Brett. Like it's been absolutely uh crazy for them. I mean, it's just you hate to see a team get ravaged by injuries like this, it's especially a team this talented. I mean, they're having literally another season from hell. There's like three teams so far already in only week two having the season from hell. And I just look at San Francisco and when are these guys gonna come back? I don't know. Yes, the schedule's softer, but man, it's getting scary early because you look at the NFC and it's crowded. I, I think it's not as good as maybe you first thought, but the Rams are better than you thought. Uh Arizona, who I thought would be a playoff team, they look like an even like they look even better than that. Uh Seattle's better than I thought they'd be um Dallas, Tampa, And then you have teams like, you have teams like Minnesota and Philly who are talented and just have looked horrible so far. So, and they're in the the hardest division in football. The schedule's not easy. It's just like, they they have to get healthy sooner rather than later, obviously. Captain, obviously. This team has to get healthy. But if they don't, it could get dark early. Um, And uh, I hope not, because this is a really, really talented team, and the, the couple of years ago they lose a year because garoppolo tears the acl you'd hate to see this core lose another year because of injuries um but it looks brutal so far so yeah uh all right one more break and we'll finish up with seahawks pats all right welcome back again to the low expectations podcast all right sending out finishing up here with the sunday night game seahawks pats um incredible qb battle Uh, Cam, absolutely incredible. Uh, 30 of 44 for 397 and a touchdown. He puts another almost 50 on the ground and two more touchdowns. He was basically RB1 and QB1 for the Patriots last year. uh, Yesterday, he was doing everything for their offense. And he threw for three hundred and twelve yards in the second half. So I'm if I'm New England, I'm sitting there like, okay, we had this thing where we're gonna run a lot of power sweep quarterback stuff, you're gonna run a lot of QB leads. We're gonna put we're gonna put it on the ground a lot with Cam. But now if I'm New England, I look at say and say what I've been saying for two years on this podcast, what I've been trying to tell people, what I've been screaming to the mountains is Cam Newton is a top ten quarterback. And when he gets like that, he's a top five quarterback and there's not many guys that are better than him in the entire league. Like, I'd open it up. Um, You don't have the best weapons. Uh, New England fans keep talking about how they're going to trade for a receiver. Do it. The AFC, that third team, they were mentioned. I didn't mention them, but they were one of the teams people mentioned as a potential third team. I had this team as a playoff team, as the last playoff team in the AFC, actually. And now I'm thinking I underrated them. I know they lost this game, but Cam was so impressive. He looks fully healthy. He looks back to the, the guy that I just think so highly of and think as a top 10 guy so i'm gonna kind of gloat a little bit here because i've been saying it with cam if, if, if cam was in a situation with, in carolina where he was actively hurt by the coaching staff and the weapons around him new england doesn't have much better weapons but the coaching staff we know absolutely incredible greatest ever so yeah cam's really good <laughs> is my takeaway russell wilson also really good like there's not a quarterback like five touchdowns uh 288 passing yards five tds the pick wasn't his fault at all it hit greg Olsen right in the hands um it's just this guy's this guy's on a different level like I, I just to me the three best quarterbacks in the league are back to being uh mahomes wilson and rogers uh and lamar i think those are the four guys and then Deshaun I think that's your top five I just don't think I whatever way you want to order those guys actually is fine with me but I think that's your top five and I just don't want you to come to me with any other top five anymore those are the top five quarterbacks in the league Russell Wilson again is incredible like if Cam knew the only guy that can crack that top five is Cam uh because he and uh you know maybe Rodgers can fall off whatever but Roger's been Rodgers has been Best, like he's been the best quarterback like he's been so good this year uh it's hard there's so there's a the the topic it's really hard because you're different because I'm saying Rodgers has been the best quarterback Wilson's been the best Mahomes has been the best Cam's been incredible I think Cam's in in that neighborhood actually I think they're six I think I'd throw him in there I just think at, at his peak he's that good he's just so good he's like the he's RB1 and QB1 he, he's incredible uh but but I, since I did it to myself I'll just do it Mahomes, one. Best quarterback in the league. Wilson, two. Uh, Rodgers, three. Lamar, four. Deshaun, five. And six, Cam. I think that's your top six. QB's in the league. Big Ben, seven, eight. Breeze, seven, eight. Matt Ryan. Now I'm just spinning off, but I think that's the top six. Um, and I might be too high on Cam already, but I just think, he just shows it. When he plays like that, that's the neighborhood Cam's in. Cam's floor is lower, obviously, but when he plays like that, I mean, it's just like, this guy's gifted in ways other guys aren't. Uh, but Seattle wins their 2-0. The NFC West, living up to the hype, uh, Cardinals 2-0, Rams 2-0, Seahawks 2-0, Niners 2-1. So, yeah, that's the best division in football so far. So, yeah, Cam, great. Russ, great. Uh, Black quarterbacks excelling in the NFL. You love to see it. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for another episode of Low Expectations podcast, guys. Peace.